Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee, <laughs> coffee or tea, <laughs> sit back and relax, and let's chat about what is happening up in the sky above. So if you have coffee or coffee or water or tea, whatever your pleasure, just sit back and relax. <laughs> oh, I crack myself up sometimes. I don't know how where that came from. I was kind of in a more serious mood before I came on air. Now I'm going to have a fit of the giggles, so I apologize. Um, actually, no big deal. Good morning, Tammy. I think I'd rather laugh than uh, be super upset. And uh, literally, we have a pretty good day on tap for us today, as well as a fairly decent weekend. Um, it might not be exactly an action-oriented weekend or a weekend where we want to go and do everything, you know, that uh, maybe it was last weekend, I think, when the moon was moving through Aries and we had that go get them kind of energy. This weekend, the moon will be moving through Cancer as it is already there today and all of tomorrow and then... Uh, I think that it changes in the late, in the mid afternoon here on the West coast, later in the afternoon, for those of you on the East coast into the sign of Leo. So things loosen up a little bit in terms of self-expression and what have you, as we get later into the weekend, uh, but for today and tomorrow and a good chunk of Sunday, we are in the emotional depths, right? We're in the cancer part of uh, the cycle. And the moon is the ruler here, right? The moon rules the sign of cancer. So we have emotions on tap. So we have the wanting to be home and be with family kind of energy on tap, which is a good thing for this uh, particular weekend, for me anyway, as uh, it's a weekend to spend with family. So let's start to say good morning, Debbie Tibbetts Tumiel. Hello to you, Corey. Hello. Uh, Tammy says, love the hair today. Well, here's my scrunchie. I had it in my hair, but it was pulling. So I just pulled it out just before I went live. So I don't even care what it looks like. Usually I don't like to wear it down. I feel like I think better when my hair is up. That's weird. I know, but if, right now it's not bothering me. So I can still think. Uh, good morning, Natasha. She said, boy, what a ride this week was. Uh, Christine Buckingham. Hello to you, Susie. Good morning. And anybody else out there who hasn't yet checked in, it's a good morning. By the way, Tom and his new friend, his new girlfriend, wife, soon-to-be wife, uh, Ainsley, are joining us today from a snowstorm in the middle of a town called Sudsbury or Sudbury in Ontario, Canada. So good morning to Tom and Ainsley. It's great to have you with us. Stay safe, stay dry, stay warm. And thanks for joining us here this morning. Good morning, Norma. Good morning, J-Lo. Good morning, Pam. It's like the whole gang is coming in this morning, and that's a good thing. Uh, so today, I, it's because it's a quiet weekend, I don't have a whole lot to talk about that's necessarily new, but that doesn't mean, of course, that we won't have things to talk about. Uh, we can start by talking a little bit more about what it means to have the moon in Cancer. But we also have had earlier in the week, Mercury move into the sign of Pisces. And now that means we have Jupiter, Mercury, the sun and Neptune, all in the sign of Pisces. So we have what is called a stellium. And then this weekend, we have the sun coming into a conjunction with Neptune, starting its next um, cycle with the watery planet of psychic sensitivity and spirituality. So anytime the sun comes into a conjunction with a planet, it begins a whole new cycle. So remember last week, 
uh, we had the sun conjunct Jupiter in Pisces. So Jupiter and the sun began their new cycle. And now we have the sun and Neptune beginning their new cycle. So that and this happens once a year, you know, every time the sun comes back to join them. And when, when we look at our moon, remember the moon we always look at as the new moon. So that's the conjunction, right? It's new. All potential is ready to start. I've got to move my phone from my sol selenite sphere. It's just like reverberating everywhere. Look at this beautiful sphere. So I think it was last, was it Monday that I, I shared the story about how the money jar fell over? And I thought it was funny because, or maybe I didn't even share the story with you guys. I don't remember now. Uh, but last Friday night, uh, Terry and I were getting ready for bed and we were standing by my desk. And all of a sudden the money jar, I keep a prosperity jar up on top, right above here. And in front of that prosperity jar is my journal that I use for conversations that I have with Brian, my deceased son, um, or the experience that I had when Londa was leading me through a 30 day, a 33 day process of prayer with him. And the, the jar sits right behind that book. Well, all of us, and it has a lot of coins in it, right? Ch pe uh, pennies and quarters and dimes and nickels. And that fell over. It knocked over my selenite sphere or something. It fell at some other time. And I just finally got around to picking it all up on uh, Wednesday, I think it was. And the whole thing was very strange because a medium had told my daughter Heather that there that that some kind of message was coming through from Brian and it had something to do with a clear jar filled with money but I didn't know this right she didn't tell me this until after I shared with her the story about the jar falling over and uh today being the 11th this is the eight month anniversary of his death the 11th of the month so the number 11 is always very uh prominent in knowing that Brian is around so I was taking a picture of the mess, showing the girls, my daughters, that, you know, look at this. This is the mess I'm having to clean up of all these coins that are everywhere. Right in the front of the picture um, was a dime and a nickel, I mean, a dime and a penny, so 11 cents. But I didn't notice this. So I snapped the picture. I sent it to my daughters. And my youngest daughter said, oh, so did you, like, purposely put 11 cents in the foreground so we would notice that? I went, no, <laughs> no. What are you talking about? So I had to go back and look at the picture and there was the dime and the penny. And it was set apart from the rest of the coins, almost like somebody had arranged to put the dime and the penny there, like a calling card, a signature, uh, letting me know who it was for certain that had left the message. And I'm not sure what the message, I mean, maybe it was just a, hey, hello, I'm still here. I don't know exactly what that message is. Pennies from heaven, right? Um, but I now, and the jar being so heavy, I don't know how it could have fallen over. And there's a lip around the, the, the bookcase that it sits on top of. So it would have had to take a lot of force or a push of some sort to be able to make that happen. But it did. So life is so mystical and miraculous sometimes that magical, like these things happen all the time. And you know, somebody else might just think, oh, well, that was like a coincidence that 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 happened or vibrations like I can vibrate my desk. But this is a freaking heavy desk. This is an oak desk. It doesn't move. 
and you can ask anybody in my family who's ever moved it for me somewhere. This desk is solid, so it's not like even bumping it. I mean, like I can bump it and nothing else is falling over. So it's it was just weird, right? So it got my attention. And uh, he's pushing you, mama. Yes, he is. He has always been my push in, in some ways or another. And uh, pushing my buttons. Um, <laughs> he was, oh, anyway. Uh, so today, then, as we start to look at these these spiritual pieces coming coming together, I mean, Mercury in Pisces, Sun conjunct Jupiter in Pisces, Sun conjunct Neptune in Pisces, the fact that Jupiter and Neptune are going to conjunct next month in Pisces, there's this, this air around us of spiritual mysticism, right? To me, this is the... This is the magical reason that we are here on this planet to be able to be the voice and the active part of spirit here on the planet. And just because I can't see Brian, I actually, I can because his picture sits right in front of me here. Um, but just because he's not here in the physical uh, and just because your loved ones may not be in the physical or your spirit guides might not be visible to you, they are here right? That I get those messages every day in some way, shape, or form. Um, so now we can really tune in because with the moon in Cancer, it, it joins another uh, strength in the sign of water, right? Or in the element of water. And it's water that really is the key to our spirituality because there's the emotional connection with water. There is the sensitivity of water, uh, if my desk were made of water, I could understand why things would get, you know, moved and why things would fall over because water is very sensitive to movement, right? The wind, have you seen wind whipped water? Say that three times fast. Um, you can see how, you know, if you, if you hit something that has liquid in it, it feels, it picks up that vibration and it magnifies that vibration. So right now with, you know, Pisces being water, Cancer water and the nodes, the south node in particular, in the sign of Scorpio, another water sign, we have a lot of water, a lot of water, right? A lot of, of the ability to tap in. So let's break down moon and Cancer, and then we'll break down more about uh, Mercury and the sun, Neptune, Jupiter, all in Pisces. And then I wanted to talk about the sun this week is in human design in the gate 22, and Jupiter is also going to transit into the gate 22 next week. So I want us to be able to understand the emotional nature of the gate 22. It sits on the solar plexus. And so that it will round out our day. And I, I think I'll have maybe some time to do a couple of card readings toward the end. So uh, good morning, people who are uh, just joining in. Karen Brackett, AJ Kumar. Uh, oh, I'm going to mess your name up, and I'm sorry. I apologize ahead of time. Abdifita? Abdifita. And he says, may I have a reading? I will definitely keep you in mind for a card reading because that's what I do at the end of the broadcast. And uh, Christine, look at the years on those coins too, maybe. Ah, I should, yeah. And uh, thank you, Susie. That's very sweet. Pennies from heaven, Christine says. I know, I, I love that whole idea. Um I didn't, I don't recall that story, Christine said, and she does, Susie doesn't remember it either. Okay. Well, it also, the same night that that happened, just before that, 
we were getting ready to lock up the doors and stuff, you know, get just turning, turning off the TV, just kind of winding down. And Binksy comes running in the door. She was freaked out by something. She's growling in her throat. And it was so, such a weird behavior for her. I was like, what is going on? And she was even inside the house, she still kept growling. And you know how cats, they can get that low, like guttural growl, like, you know, something's going on. And I was like, who's here? <laughs> but it turns out there was a cat on my porch. And Terry looks out and he sees it. He thinks it's a lynx. And uh, because it's a bigger cat, and it is tiger striped and, you know, looks like a lynx. And we have we have them around. Um, but I, I so I was like, oh, my gosh, well, make sure you close the front door so it can't get through the cat door. Then we turn the lights on out there. And sure enough, there's a cat. He's lying underneath the patio table. But it's not a lynx. It's a cat. And I went, oh, my gosh, he's beautiful. So I open the door to go out. The cat runs. And then it just sits there looking at me. And then it approaches me and lets me pet it. And I said, Oh, I think you might be hungry. So I went and got him some food and put it out there for him. And he gobbled it up. And uh, he, he didn't look like a stray. He was beautiful and well groomed. He had good, you know, meat on his bones kind of thing. And uh, so I, we put a warm blanket out because it was going to be a cold night. And then we went to bed and just before we went to bed, the money thing falls over, right? So there's all these things happening in this very short period of time. Well, we haven't seen that cat since. So it was like, he was the precursor of this message that might be coming through. And uh, then the, the money fell. So it was an interesting like bunch of things that was going on. Now, of course, as I get ready to go into this weekend, Brian's son, Wyatt, is getting ready to turn four this will be his first birthday without his daddy. And so it, to me, this is like ramping up some of the emotion. And now you're going to tell me the moon is in cancer, emotion, and that Mercury, my ruling sign in Pisces, emotion, sun conjunct Neptune, emotion. So I feel like this is going to be an emotional weekend for me and my family. And it is the weekend that we are celebrating Wyatt's fourth birthday. So I feel like Brian is definitely going to be with us uh, during this particular weekend. Now, when we look at the moon in Cancer, it is the sign ruled by the moon, and it really connects us to home and to family. And beyond that, it also uh, kind of makes the connection to our lineage, so our ancestry. So when we talk about Cancer uh, prominent people or where Cancer is prominent in people's charts, often they are the ones that like to live by more traditions. They're the ones maybe that have very um, big family traditions, maybe they get interested in family ancestry or genealogy. So the moon brings us to the past and how we are connected to all of our ancestors, right? We we often say that we're connected by, you know, seven generations back and also seven generations forward. Well, it's the moon that's driving that connection. So this would be a great weekend to make sure you touch base with home, right? Home and family. If you have mothers, brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, siblings, call them, touch base with them, right? Touch base with home. Um, cancer is also a sign. If, if you think about the crab, the crab that is the ruling sort of the animal of the sign, um, it is also a sign of protection and security, and this security sort of is, is about being in 
being able to survive there there's a distinct survival energy here and that that includes things like food having enough to eat that includes finances having enough money and um having home right a roof over your head a place to lay your head at night and you know cancer is a a, a sign that loves to travel it's not that they don't like to travel but they also like to have that home base to come back to. So for instance, you know, you can travel the world as long as you know, and, and be fine, as long as you know that back home, you have, you know, your own bed and your own things somewhere, right? That's, that's what this sort of security looks like. It's the anchor that allows them to go out uh, into the world. So we might be addressing things like that this weekend. There's also the emotional field, the moods here, the moon, is connected to moods and emotions because it has an ever-changing face if we looked if we could see the moon every day uh, we would note that it's getting either larger every day or getting smaller every day the moon is always changing so it brings us to an awareness of time it brings us to an awareness of the subtleties that are going on right the, the subtle changes in our moods and maybe sometimes the not so subtle changes in our moods, right? Sometimes it can be that, you know, I was happy and, and go lucky. And then the next minute I was melancholic or depressed. And so we, we see this sort of wave energy of emotions that come through us. And the weekend is going to be pervaded by that, right? That idea of emotions. And what are we meant to do with emotional energy? Well, first of all, it helps us align with our hearts, right? In, in, a, in a way, the, the emotional field is going to tell you how well you are aligned with your passion, with your desires, with what you love, and also how far you might have strayed away from those things. And a lot of times those emotions are driven by what it is that we have up here, what's going on in our heads. Like if I wanted to right now, I could start thinking, I could make, make my mind start going into things that made me very happy and that would affect my mood. I could take my mind and I can move it into things that make me very sad and that would affect my mood. So we, we learn to have this awareness between what we're feeling and how it's connected to what we're doing or how we, what we are thinking about. So I hope that makes sense. If you guys have questions about that, let me know. And then as well, it brings up the sensitivity that we have to what others are feeling. So some of you out there have an open emotional center. So I'm talking about human design for those of you who might be new and listening new with us. And uh, it, it is, if it's open, it means it's white. So the center itself is, is taking in the emotional energy from around us, from around you. And it tends to amplify that energy and rebroadcast it. So the sensitivity to other people's moods or to what other people are feeling can become amplified in you if you have that open emotional center. And then the tendency is for us to take action on those emotions when you have the open center. So we want to be careful this week to this weekend in particular to be sensitive to what others are feeling, but not take it on. It isn't your emotion. Now, if you're a broadcaster of emotion, so about 50% of the population are taking it in and uh, uh, amplifying the emotion and rebroadcasting, and the other 50% of us are broadcasting emotion. So we're the ones that are affecting what other people might be feeling 
So we have to become very aware about becoming reactionary to the moods, right? Or to the feeling in the, in the room or to what we're feeling. So we have responsibility if you have it defined to keep yourself clean emotionally. Now that doesn't mean we don't feel the emotions because we do, and we are meant to be emotional beings, but it's really meant to help us more calibrate what is going on within us. So it really helps us to see our inner dynamic. All right. Tell me if that makes sense to you. Now, cancer is also the most nurturing sign, one of the most nurturing signs. Uh, there are others. I think every sign has a way of nurturing, but cancer is the mothering sort of nurturing energy, the caretaking energy. And so it becomes empathic as well. And sometimes what we say about people who have the open emotional center is that you are born empaths. And, the, and empathy just means that you are feeling what other people are feeling. And sometimes then you take that in and you you get confused because you believe it's some suddenly your own feelings that you're feeling you're reacting to and there's a certain level of vulnerability in this as well right cancer the crab has the hard shell and that hard shell is sort of protecting the more vulnerable self inside so cancer sometimes takes us to uh, the triggers that make us feel vulnerable something someone says somebody reacts to you emotionally and you get triggered so this is a weekend for us to be very aware of whose feelings are you feeling and who are you reacting or are you responding to what is happening now of course all signs have the more negative side so emotions and the feeling of caring and and nurturing and emotional feel goods are all here but there's also the the, the lower vibration or the lower frequency that's potentially out there as well. And that can become excessive self-protection, right? Where you are so, you feel so vulnerable that you pull away, right? You don't let anybody in. Um, it can turn into clinginess where we're clinging to someone or something that we know we've outgrown or that, that we know isn't good for us, but we cling nonetheless. It can bring up insecurities right? The trigger can be the insecurity, possessiveness. I'm going to hold, this is my toy. I'm not going to let you play with it. Uh, overly cautious, right? The, there can be this, uh, I, I can, can tap into the feeling of fear. And in that feeling of fear, I become very cautious. I pull away, right? I'm like mm, protection, right? Uh, the fear of rejection, that's a major human fear, and that can get triggered with the moon and cancer. And as well, because the opposite sign of cancer is Capricorn, a very goal-oriented sign, we can pull in the negative side of that, which would be a lack of goals or a lack of a definite idea of what I want to do, who I want to be, where I want to go, right? So those are some of the more... Uh, uh, negative or lower frequency energies that can be present. And that in the body, the health correlation for cancer or the moon and cancer, it rules the breasts and the chest area, as well as the pancreas, right? And the stomach and particularly where our digestion goes wrong. So ulcers in the stomach, perhaps, or indigestion. I mean, Virgo is also a, a ruler of the stomach, but it rules more the assimilation of nutrients from the stomach into the intestines and then from the intestines into the bloodstream where 
cancer and the moon are really the breaking down of the food in the stomach, right? So you could think of it as the breaking down of anything that we take in and how is that going to sit in our system? Is it going to be movable to the intestines to be assimilated uh, or is it just going to sit there like a lead brick in our stomachs? Uh, is it going to become toxic? So our stomachs can show us, you know, how you feel emotions in your belly, right? Like I, I can sometimes just feel like something is brewing because my my system, my my stomach begins to to be that barometer of something that's kind of come up. And it can be that excitement, butterflies in our stomach when we're excited about something. It can be that feeling of dread in our stomach. So the stomach is reacting to the emotional field. So there's this correlation there. Um, and as well, tumors. Tumors are always interesting to play with in human design and in um in astrology because there's so many different things that can go into the production of a tumor whether it's a benign tumor or whether it is a cancerous tumor and primarily there's the emotion that can create it you can you can think of a tumor as as building up a protection around something a seed of pain or a a, a wound right and it's not necessarily a one-to-one correlation. Like if you have a, a, a tumor uh, on your brain, does that necessarily mean that Aries went wrong in your chart or that cancer went wrong in your chart? The correlation is that there's this buildup of something that is protecting something. So there was a vulnerability there. And we can we can address that vulnerability, right? If we are willing to look at what does that mean for us? And that's going to be something different for everybody to be able to look at and go, hmm, okay, how is this going to, how, how did this get created, right? Because it doesn't start in the physical body. Rarely ever is, I mean, other than a cut, perhaps, um, does something start in the body, right? It can be something that's gone on emotionally for years, and uh, a belief, uh, a grievance, an emotional hurt, a wound of some type. And the body's natural response is to do something to protect you from it. And that can just lead on to more and more. Uh, it goes from the physical or the spiritual into the, the mental maybe and into the emotional and then on into the physical realm. And then we also have to deal with it whatever it might be in the body, we have to deal with it in the body, in the emotions, in the mental and in the spiritual realm. So just going to the doctor and saying, hey, I've got this growth on my, you know, hand or something, I need you to take care of it. Isn't necessary. It's, it's expedient in that it takes care of it in the moment. But what caused it? What's the correlation? And here, the moon in cancer or the sign of cancer can help us get to some of those underlying causes that might be born out of the emotional field. So kind of interesting there. All right. So um, let's see, Janet, I was going to ask for a reading today, too, if there's time. I'd like one. So I've got, okay, two people, Abdifita, and I'm hoping I'm saying that right. So no disrespect if I'm not, and Corey, and Susie signs, Julie Kiss, good morning. Christine says, oh, happy birthday, Wyatt. That little boy is such a bright light. Oh my goodness. I'm all kids are right, but he is so darn smart. He's not four yet. He'll be four coming up. And uh, his mom sent us a video the other night of him reading a book, reading a book. Wow. He's just amazing. 
Uh, J-Lo, funny you would say the moon change. I seen a big leap in the moon shift last night. Interesting. And uh, that, uh, you know, there's an awareness, I think, that we're all getting about what is around us in the environment, what's in the unseen realm. When we shift here to Mercury and Pisces and the sun conjunct Neptune, we definitely get a clue that we are becoming super awesome sensitive to all the realms, right? What's going on here? What's going on? Maybe uh, maybe even a connection to the future and what that might look like to us. Um, we call it the, um, the energy of the morphogenetic fields. Like what are we choosing from that field that we want to bring into reality? Um, sensitive to other people and what's going on with them. Uh, psychic sensitivity, emotional sensitivity, all of these things, this heightened sensitivity, a la the planets in Pisces, and of course, the moon as well in um, Cancer and the south node in the sign of Scorpio. So the water, 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 right? We also have increased intuition going on. That means that we might be picking up a lot of information uh, we don't know how we know what we know, but we just know. Uh, in human design, there are three ways of knowing, right? One is logic. That's the one we become very comfortable with in our day and age, the modern world, very comfortable in logic. If I can see it, feel it, taste it, touch it, uh, if I can make the connection, if I can prove it again and again, if it's reproducible, it's it's logical, it's real. But that's only one way of knowing. The second way of knowing is intuition. We might call that gut instinct, right? It, it's uh, maybe even uh, the hackles on our the back of our neck, the hair on the back of our neck rising in response to danger or the stomach responding to an emotional input. Uh, so some of those things are intuition or gut instinct. And then we have knowingness. And knowingness is probably, I mean, I think we're getting more and more comfortable with this idea of intuition right? That there are things that we have access to through our body's wisdom, that instinctual self, that's a part of who we are. But knowingness itself has nothing that I can say where it comes from. Knowingness is knowingness. It's just purely, I don't know how I know what I know. I just know. It's how I remembered astrology. I don't, if you've never heard my story there, when I was, I don't know, maybe approaching 40, um, I had this moment where I, I just suddenly remembered all because of a book that my son got from a, a, a free pile of a, a closed down garage sale. He thought it was pretty because it had crystals on it. And he thought I would really like that book. So he brings that book home to me and I look at the cover and I'm like, oh, that's really nice. Thank you. And I put it on the bookshelf because I did not have, I had was raising four kids at the time I, and I had a full-time job. I didn't have time to read books very often. So I put it on the bookshelf, went down to do a load of laundry, came back up. That book was on my bed or it was on my nightstand. And uh, I asked Wesley, the, the son that had brought me the book, did you put that book on my nightstand? And he said, no, I didn't. I, I gave it to you. And I said, okay. So I put the book back on the shelf. And before I knew it, I think it was later on that evening, that book was on my bed and it was open. And I'm like, oh my God, what is going on here? So I decide somebody really wants me to look at this book. When I looked at the book, it was a book about astrology, specifically Chiron. And it was a book by, um, oh, what is her name? Barbara Hand Clow and Rainbow Bridge between something or something. And 
it was a moment as soon as I picked up the book and started reading it, all of the, the knowledge came in. And it's a weird moment in my life where I realized that I've done this before, right? It's pure knowingness. I don't, I can't tell you how I knew what I knew or where that comes from likely from, you know, past incarnations doing this very same work in some way, shape or form. And so that is the hardest to explain, but I will bet you that every single one of you out there has had an experience of knowingness that you can't quantify, you can't qualify, you don't know where it came from, but there it was, right? You just knew. So we have to honor that as a third way of knowing. And that is triggered as well with Mercury in Pisces, and with the sun conjunct Neptune in Pisces, with Jupiter still sitting in Pisces and coming to a conjunction with Neptune next month. So that also increases our awareness of what is going on around us and the things from the unseen realm, as well as, you know, person to person tapping into another person's thoughts, telepathy, right? Picking up the phone and calling somebody uh, while that person was like, oh, I was just thinking about you. Empathy also an increase over the time. There's a, a, a very sensitive emotional connection that we have to empathy that's going on right now. But it also is a caution for us because we have to be very careful who we surround ourselves by at this point in time because we are so sensitive and because we can pick up negative energy as easily as positive energy, right? There's no difference in the frequency. There's a difference in the frequency, whether it's high or whether it's low, but our ability to pack, pick up and tap into those frequencies um, don't aren't differentiated, which means we have to be the ones that choose who it is we're going to be around or what kind of an energy field we're going to uh, allow to ourselves to be within because we're gonna easily absorb the energy that is around us, right? I hope that makes sense. So the frequency, if you are around a lot of negative people, then it might slant your own emotions toward the negative. If you're surrounded by a bunch of high, highly spiritual, open-minded or joyful people, that's also going to be what you're picking up. So in some ways then um, we are, are going to be able to sort of become like barometers of what the emotional feeling is about about our environment that we're in and as well then that also can become a source of fatigue or feeling drained or even feeling sick um, because some of you are like little antennas right and you're like these little dishes and you're picking up everything my projectors out there, right? If you're a projector, if you're a reflector, if you're a manifester, or if even if you're a generator or a manifesting generator, but have quite a few open centers in your human design, a lot of this sensitivity is coming in through those open centers. So these are places that are not you, but this energy coming in can get very confused, right? The field of energy can become very confused. And then that can feel, make you feel tired or drained or more emotional right? So we also have to enact self-care during this period of time and get more rest. And then that's another issue, right? Because a lot of Piscean energy brings us dreams and you might have a very active dream state, which might make you wake up in the morning feeling like, wow, did I even go to sleep? Or maybe I'm having trouble going to sleep because I have all of this stuff going on, right? So 
we might have to draw some boundaries around our energy fields for the weekend and even for the next few weeks as this Piscean energy is, you know, so very strong. Boundaries are not bad things, right? We have to draw the line between myself and the other, but we don't want to do it as a wall that cuts us off from that person. We want the boundary to just be, okay, I am feeling something that is making me uncomfortable or tired or angry or whatever. And I might need to, you know, protect myself a little bit and not as a way to divide myself from others, but as a way to keep my own energy in here. I think right now, if we could look at this energetically, what we would see is all of our auras bigger than normal and all of our auras interacting with everybody else's auras, which happens all the time, but maybe not in such a profound way, right? So we're overlapping and overlapping and overlapping with everybody's auras at the moment. So maybe it's a weekend to stay more close to home rather than to be out in a big group. Or maybe it's a weekend where you just really monitor uh, your own thoughts. Maybe, you know, put on some, you know, good music or do some journaling or read a good book or something like that. Watch a good movie, uh, something that you can do with a smaller amount of people around you. So you're not fritzing out your own system. This is metaphysical mind, right? Moon in Cancer, Mercury in Pisces, Sun conjunct Neptune in Pisces. This is about the metaphysical. This is about the spiritual world. This is about the mystical and the magical and the dreamy and the imaginal. So there's some, you know, really cool parts of this energy that we can be tapping into uh, right now. And it is the, another one of the reasons why we might need to have boundaries because our own ability to tap into things is so um, wide. There's this wide scope that we have that we want to make sure we're not bringing in the things that aren't in our highest and best. High creativity also. So don't be surprised if you're suddenly uh, an artist or suddenly very musically inclined or that you are dancing differently. It has a lot of experiential creativity attached to it. So questions about any of that. Uh, let's see, going down here, Natasha, did you know that Ron is back doing his crystals? Yes, I do. This Saturday and Sunday, I won't be able to be there because I have family things this weekend. But that's another thing, Natasha, if you are headed there, or if you're going to be as a part of that, uh, that um, a group of people that are providing services, you are going to be spot on. And people coming to that fair are also going to be getting, uh, they're going to be open channels. So that, you know, again, be being careful that what you're taking in and what, um, you know, you're allowing uh, yourself to give to others as well. Um, okay. Uh, JLo says, so funny, I've been home so much and I do not watch the news. I stay off my social platforms too. Probably a good plan. Uh, Natasha, yes, definitely. Every session I do, past lives are coming forward to help in our future walk. Yeah, I, I all all of the Claire's, Christine, Claire, Cognizance, Claire, Ascensions, Claire, you, what, you name it. All of those are heightened. And all of us have a different way of being um, sensitive to these things, right? Um, but I also think that when we have this amount of spiritual energy available on the planet, that new um, skills, new new ways of tapping in can develop within us. So 
uh, or be, you know, you might suddenly come face to face with clairvoyance in your life and you've never been clairvoyant at all. So don't be surprised if, you know, some new kind of ability uh, or talent shows up during this period of time as well. Be open, but be selectively open. Okay. That I guess is the best advice I can give. Be selectively open. Don't be afraid if you suddenly, you know, have a nighttime visit from a dead relative. Um, but also, you know, don't be so uh, quick to embrace all of that at one time, because you, we are very sensitive at this point in time. I, I, I also want to say that, there, you know, Pisces rules the lymphatic system in the body. So doing things now that support your physical immune system, also a good thing, right? Staying away from things that you know are toxins. Um, it has an escape ism sort of feel too. So sometimes our addictions come up to the surface, eating too much, drinking too much. Uh, so we want to take care, generally speaking, and, and monitor what you're taking in, both from the spiritual realm, from the physical realm, what food, what energy you're, you're taking in, uh, because your body is going to likely react to it, and maybe in surprising ways. So not to be afeared, not to be afraid, not to be scared, just to be aware, awareness, awareness. Uh, okay. And Norma, I am drawn to use this energy to call forth the warriors of light for the Ukraine. What a positive use of this energy, right? Seeing them spiritually protected. Um, what if we all would just sit and, and, and envision the country of Ukraine or any country or any city or any place that's having trouble and just surround it with white light, to surround it with love? to see it in its highest and best and that whatever's happening there is in the highest and best for that nation, for those people, for that group, for that community, whatever it is, right? We, we, that's one way that we can be empowered. That's how we can use the news or what we're hearing about what's going on in the world as in a positive way, right? To send them that support and that love to move through whatever it is that they're having to move through. So there we have that. Uh, okay, now um, let's let's do some readings because I don't want to cut off readings today. So uh, next week the sun and next week we can talk about Jupiter's move into the 22. So we'll take a deeper look at 22 next weekend. So here's the deal: I have Corey and Abdifita uh, um, that I'm going to do a reading for right now. If you would like a reading, please put that in the comments at the bottom. Uh, be patient because I don't have ASA monitoring for me today. So I might lose track. If I miss you, tell me I missed you. And also tell me what kind of deck you might want. I have dragons. I have dogs. I have animals. I have uh, star seeds. I have uh, angels. I have messages from heaven. I have uh, Mayan cards. I have all kinds. So let me know what you would like. So, um, Yes, Susie. Okay, so Cool Rocks and Susie. I'm just writing these down. And Susie. All right, so Abdifita, uh, I because you were the first one to ask. I also have goddesses too, so we can do that. But Abdifita, I don't know, for whatever reason, I'm getting that a Mayan oracle card. The Mayan oracle takes us, takes us deep into... Um, the specific energies of of uh, 
evolution, right? The evolution of our consciousness, let's say on this planet. So if you're still listening out there, uh, this is going to be your card. Hi, Ferdy. It's good to see you. She wants a message from heaven, please. Awesome. Um, okay. So Abdifida, have you gotten too serious? Is life too serious for you? Uh, because I called, I pulled the card Shuen and it's a beautiful card. Look at that. Shuen is the representation of the monkey in uh, the Mayan calendar and in the Mayan astrology. And the monkey, of course, brings us to humor and having some fun and seeing things from, oh, I opened right up in the book to it. How funny is that? Uh, so Shuen, it represents qualities of innocence and spontaneity and healing the inner child, artistry, humor, monkey, trickster, disruption, transparency, and the divine child. And here's the message. Uh, Shuen represents the divine child, the child that is ever in a state of open-hearted wisdom, innocence, trust, simplicity, and joyful wonder. What would it feel like to actually be a magical child in this culture and time? The secret that very few know, because they may feel more comfortable trying to protect themselves, is that the divine child offers the strongest of all protections, the invulnerability of open-hearted love. Through innocence, a kind of immunity is created that allows the divine child to be transparent so that the apparent slings and arrows of the world can pass right through without being personalized into wounds, reactions, or hurt feelings. This is the path of innocence regained. Transparency is the path of the new consciousness that is emerging in the collective mind field. Enter into the great wisdom of innocence and trust. Through your innate innocence, you can be utilized as an empty vessel for divine will and wisdom to manifest. The less you hold rigidly to specific belief systems and thought patterns, the more you become an open receiving station for the divine. The more naturally innocent and transparent you allow yourself to be, the less you will have strong reactions as such, uh, as such that there will be nothing for the potential hurt to stick to. Remember, your stickiness or Velcro areas are one of the most effective tools to help bring you into wholeness because they show you where you are most invested and most identified. Look deeply into the eyes of a happy two-year-old. There you will see the innocent trust, open-heartedness, and spontaneous joy that typifies the divine child. Imagine yourself as an enlightened two-year-old in a state of ecstatic communion and delight. In childhood, you didn't have to remember to be playful. You just were. You could easily and fluidly express your emotions. You didn't have to understand whys and wherefores. You knew with your heart. This is your natural state of being, the state of ecstasy, the path of revealed innocence. So, Abdifida, it's time to have some fun right? It's time to become sticky to humor. It's a time to allow yourself to become more invisible or transparent so that the wounds, what did they say? The arrows and the darts go right through you. So great card. Great, 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 great card. All right, Corey, you were next. And um, uh, 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 I got to go back, Corey, because I don't know if you told me what kind of card you want. Do, do, do. Okay, Corey, you're getting a goddess because you remind me of a goddess. Remember, we got to meet Corey, right? I interviewed her here on uh, Living Astrology, and she's an author and she writes these beautiful children's books. And 
So she is a goddess. We're all goddesses. We all have the goddess energy. Corey, this is for you. Mm. Ooh, Sophia, divine wisdom, card 47, which is an 11. So there's a lot of light. If you could see this card in person, look at all that light coming from her crown and from her uh, Ajna and Sophia. And she says divine wisdom. She was also upright. So that's an empowerment message for you. And let's see what this one says. Human wisdom comes from personal experience, but divine wisdom is unknown to our life experience. When we ask for help, we are asking for guidance from a source greater than us, a great unknowable mystery. When we receive it, it is often life altering and affects us in ways beyond our comprehension. The Gnostic goddess Sophia, who brought the material world into being, arrives to show you how fate and destiny operate in relationship to synchronicity. When you least expect it, opportunities and meetings spring up as if out of nowhere. Your life begins to work out and you sense your alignment with a higher purpose and power. Trust you are divinely protected and directed. Practice the act of faith before results. This is an essential key in co-creating your world. That's a great reminder. And I just have to say this because, you know, you may, may not be someone who's getting a personal reading today, but all of these cards are being drawn by us in a community here and may have meanings for everybody. So one of the things that reminds me here is that we are all divinely connected, right? So we can also then be affecting the field by what we're thinking about, what we're allowing us to feel and, and what we're sensing in the world. All right, so Corey, I hope that was useful for you. After Corey was Cool Rocks and um, a card, please. I get that, but what would you like? What would you like? Uh, oh. So, um, all right, let me tap in here for a second. Cool Rocks. I'm thinking dragon for you. I'm not sure. I feel like there's some need for power here. So let's do the dragon deck. And this deck is by Diana Cooper. You can see her name down there in the gold. And this is a really fun deck to play with. The dragons um, bring us power, right? From Ooh, did you see that? That just jumped out. And it is an aquamarine dragon from Neptune. How awesome is that? Enables you to access your deepest soul wisdom. Spirituality and wisdom are available to you. Develop your psychic abilities and receive ineffable soul knowledge. Aquamarine dragon from Neptune. Look, he's got Neptune's trident, right? He has all of those swirly colors and ethericness around it. So let's see what this means for you, Miss Cool Rocks. And Aquamarine from Neptune is a seventh dimensional dragon. Here we go. Neptune is the watery planet of advanced spirituality and enlightenment. The aquamarine dragons from this illuminated planet carry the light of the universe, which contains spiritual information and knowledge. They will approach us and ask us to tune into them so that they can download this light into our energy fields. This will enable us to take information and know how to apply it wisely. As these gentle dragons flow around us, they also help us to access more of our ineffable soul knowledge and wisdom 
and pass it to others humbly, sincerely, and honestly. They have the ability to pour liquid light into us, which builds our crystalline, our crystalline light body more quickly and enables us to shine. They also enhance our psychic development by enabling our psychic chakras to open up more easily. We may find our subtle knowing is heightened after encountering them. Here is your guidance from them. Aquamarine dragons from Neptune are water dragons. They will flow around you, surrounding you with their aquamarine energy and awakening your psychic abilities. Connect with them often, for each time you do so, they will light up more of the keys and codes of your true essence. This will bring you soul contentment and a sense of your divine magnificence, and you will experience higher levels of enlightenment and see your world and the universe through different eyes. Your guidance is to drink a glass of blessed water as you tune into these dragons. Then they will be able to touch you more profoundly. Water, 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 water. That's a perfect one for this weekend. Uh, aquamarine dragon from Neptune. Hmm. All right. So cool rocks. That's a cool card. All right. And let's see. Susie Gemini was next. Susie, did you pick a... She says, one card, please. And Susie, do we have a deck that you want? Um, Corey wanted angels. Oh, Corey, sorry. Um, but it was still good. And I, okay, I'm just going to pick a deck for you then, um, Susie. And so who said messages from heaven? Debbie wants a card. Um, hmm. All right, you guys, I'm sorry. The, the, the thing moves so fast. Christine would like that. Okay, I've got that one. Corey, we did. Right. Um, who wanted the messages from... Did you text it to me, J-Lo? Do I even have my phone sitting here? I don't know. Okay. All right. I'm just going to pick one, Susie, because I can't, I lost you in there. I got lost in there. So that's okay because I'm feeling star seeds anyway. And let's do this. Are you ready? The Star Seeds ones are a deck that comes from Rebecca Campbell. And this often comes with an exercise or a mantra that we, ooh, there it is. And it's an activation, activated earth, power places, ley lines, trust where you're led. Susie, this is yours. So unfortunately, these are all done in sort of light colors. So I don't know if you can see the color all that well. But there you have it, right? So this one, Activated Earth, and it says, uh, Ley lines are invisible pathways on the land along which energy travels. They can be sensed when we tune into them with our subtle senses. Also known as spirit paths, they've been compared to the meridian system of the body used in Chinese medicine, and they link sacred sites, stone circles, burial mounds, and places of worship worldwide. In Australian Aboriginal culture, song lines were the paths traveled by the creator beings as they made the land and sea during the dreaming. 
These paths were recorded in the traditional songs and dances of the people, allowing them to access information about the land's history and to travel safely across great distances. Many believe that as we visit such sacred points on earth, something is activated within us. Some also believe that by connecting with the land with devotion at these sacred sites, something is activated within the planet too. Are you being called to travel to a sacred place that your soul remembers or to tend the land that you live on? to honor and acknowledge the known and unknown keepers or nature spirits of that land. As you connect with the earth and honor its keepers, the land opens up more fully to hold you. The fruits provide more nourishment and the guardians watch over you. Here's your starseed activation. Place the card. Well, you'll have to have a picture of the card in your mind, right? Here's the picture of the card um, on the portal of your heart and whisper the following. And that just means we can put that here. I honor and thank the keepers of the earth beneath me, known and unknown. Thank you for your nourishment and tender holding. Mm, activated earth. And kind of funny, it's sitting on the page 33 in this little booklet. 33, right? The activation. I don't know if you can see the page number down there in the corner. Uh, it won't come into focus. I'm too close, baby. But 33. A Christed number. Okay, so that's that. Now let's see, my thing was buzzing. Thanks. Okay, so who was next? Um, after Susie, uh, Ferdy, and Debbie, and I'm missing someone. Christine. Okay, Christine. So I don't know who it was that needed this card, but I'm going to pull a messages from heaven card for you, Christine. Just have to go with what I'm hearing, what I'm feeling, what I'm sensing. So here we go. Messages from heaven. Oh, 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 this one's a beautiful one. Look at the owl. So for Christine, a card number 10, so a new level of the one, so a higher order, new beginning, but it says, talk to us. We are still listening. Hmm. Did you used to talk to your angels or your guides or the people that have passed on and, and you've stopped doing that maybe, or what? Let's see what this says. You can chat to those in the spirit realms and they will hear you. As you speak to them, you may even sense their reply. Your connection will grow stronger and they love to know that you think of them often. They say, share your life, thoughts, and feelings with us. We love to stay connected. I'd love to hear how that plays out for you, Christine. But that, I love the owl. All right. So the messages from heaven. And uh, let's see who was after that would be... Uh, Okay, good. I'm glad Corey said, woo, I needed that. That's great. I love it when that happens. Uh, let's see. Okay. And Ferdy, Ferdeus, it was me. Okay, so Ferdy, maybe that message had more to do with you, but I'm going to pull you another one just in case, in case that is another message that needs to come through. Uh, but again, remember, we're all in this together here today. So a message may have meanings for everybody. Oh, never forget you are loved love never dies. Isn't this a beautiful card? Never forget you are loved. 
love never dies. And that's card number nine, funny. And it says the bond that connected you in life continues after the physical falls away. Love continues to exist within your heart and you feel it there. Your loved ones are saying, never forget, we love you. We will always love you. Mm. That almost makes me want to cry. Never forget you are loved and love never dies. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, and one more, I think it was, uh, Abdifida, yeah, I did your card, sweetie. I, I You were the first one I did. Uh, you had the Mayan card, Schwen, right? This was your card. And essentially, it states that you are getting too serious, right? That you have to lighten up, that you have to have some fun, that you have to be more playful. You have to allow things to just move through you and to not take on burdens or anything, uh, wounds or anything heavy. And Christine says, oh, wow, thank you, Janet. I do all the time and have taken a short break. I love owls. My dad and others came through. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. That's so nice to see. And uh, Ferdy, I got yours. I'm missing someone. Debbie, 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 Debbie. Somebody. If you were someone that wanted an angel reading, would you please type that in soon here so I can see it? And Debbie, 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 Debbie. Angel guidance. I'm, if I'm going to do an angel, I'm going to do angel guidance. So here we go. This one is by Kyle Gray. And this is called Angel Guide. This is a deck that uh, has mostly angels. All angels, I believe. And Debbie. Angelic protection. So here's your card. Angelic protection. Beautiful. See those big wings out there? love the, the art in these cards and angelic protection says a brilliant light of protection is around you at this time angels are guiding and guarding you and want you to know that you are safe whether you're feeling worried about physical emotional or spiritual harm or not this card is confirming that you have spiritual protection your angel guide is supporting you and leading you toward positive experiences and outcomes if you have decisions to make or opportunities to take and you are unsure of what to do, know that this card is bringing you comfort and support. The angels who are with you only need a prayer from you in order to swoop in and guide you. Your extended message says you are protected. The worst is now behind you and you are ready to move beyond the challenges that you have been facing. The past is gone and your angel guide is encouraging you to let it go. If traumatic or painful memories have visited you recently, know or revisited you recently, know that they are opportunities to recognize how far you have come and acknowledge how much healing has taken place in your life. When you have reflected on these shifts, leave the past behind and move forward. The present is only a gift if you are able to receive it. Uh, if you are facing the unknown at this time, know that your angel guide will show you the next steps and you will be surrounded by a spiritual force field that will protect you on all levels as you move forward. Lovely, lovely angelic protection. All right. Uh, 
I think that's it. Right? I think that's it. And I sincerely hope you all have a wonderfully blessed weekend. Enjoy the sensitivity. Remember to draw some boundaries and make sure that you, if, if you're a super sensitive person already, that's amped up this weekend. So you might want to make sure that you are around uplifting people. Uh, or if you start to notice that you are reacting to other people's energies, cool your jets, respond. And maybe the response is that you have to take yourself out into nature somewhere. Uh, much love to all of you. Thank you so much. And I'll see you on Monday. Bye for now. Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for Astrology, Human Design and Gene Keys Wisdom. Mondays and Fridays at 11am Pacific, 2pm Eastern. Podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and your other favorite outlets.